As Tyler began to throw away his Calvin Klein underwear, they were the last of a group of three that he bought in 2012. Looking at the hole in the crotch, he knew it was time to put those underwear to bed. They'd served their purpose. Eight years was long enough. As he put them into the trash can, he reminisced on the day that he ended up purchasing them. He was working in an office and he'd worn boxes underneath his suit. For some reason that day, he'd had far more erections than normal. So many erections in a meeting that he decided he would excuse himself afterward and run somewhere to buy more underwear, boxer briefs this time for support, and resume his workday. When he got to the Calvin Klein store, he noticed that underwear were far more expensive than he thought. $50 for a three-pack. He felt like that was far too expensive. However, it had taken him so long to walk out to the Calvin Klein store, he didn't have time to head somewhere else. He had another meeting in 20 minutes. He bought the underwear, and from then on, they were his favorite three pair of underwear. Sometimes he would let a little bit show so that people knew he had on Calvin Klein underwear because that's who he was, a show-off. So I've been cutting my own hair for a while, which is weird, um, only because I've gotten so used to going to the barber every, let's say, two to three weeks. And now that I'm no longer, first of all, what stopped me is uh, my hair began to thin in a couple of spots within the last seven to nine years. So I went from, I think I used to get like a three, three and a half, if you don't know black cuts, that's basically like um, skin but not shaved is a one. So two, a little bit of hair, three, a little bit more hair, three and a half is when I had the waves and I really like to see them dip and bounce. You get sick off them, man. But um, I, I stopped going to the barber because one, I did feel a little foolish. Like I was going somewhere in Manhattan where uh, a guy would cut my hair and sometimes it would look like they were trying to look like they were busy, if that makes sense. Like I don't have a lot of hair. So you don't need to do a whole lot for me. But sometimes I would be in the seat for like 40, 45 minutes and I'm like, that was what I expected when I had hair. Now that I don't, I expect to be in and out in 15 minutes provided there's no line. There's no need to make me feel like you're pampering me. I know how long my hair is. So when I found out I was gonna be a father, I kind of like freaked out and I was like, oh shit, where can I save money? And then I thought about the 20 bucks because towards the end, I was getting a haircut once a week. Why I didn't just take the 20 bucks that I was giving a dude and go to a store and get my own clippers, I have no idea. But I was giving them 20 bucks a week to kind of cut my hair. So I stopped. And I was cutting my hair today, and I was thinking back on, 
just experiences about being in a barbershop. It's been so long since I've been in a barbershop, easily three, three and a half years. And some stuff I do miss, you know, there's a um, nice conversation that could be had. Sometimes you get to know people because I guess since I left Virginia, I haven't really been that picky about who cuts my hair unless somebody is rude to me or does a really bad job. Like if you leave me with a bunch of razor bumps, probably not gonna fight my way to sit in your chair again. But when it comes to something like, okay, I'll give you, I, I am a, a very loyal person, especially a loyal customer if I am treated as anybody should be treated. I treat people how I want to be treated. So I'll give you a story. It was probably in the mid-aughts. There were several barbershops in my little Virginian town, um, but there was one that was very popular. So I remember I went there. I might, no, I'm sorry, this was the 90s because I was still in high school. Oof, that aged me, for what it's worth, late 90s. So I go to this person, I go to this huge barbershop. It is busy, I wanna say it was probably a Friday afternoon and if you know anything about black barbershops, going on a Friday is crazy, going on a Saturday is madness. Sundays too, if they're open, because they'll keep like really short hours, so you better be there when they open. Um, but I think it was Friday afternoon and it was Friday afternoon busy. I probably sat there, I'd say I sat there at least a half hour, maybe even 45 minutes. I might have even sat there an hour because once you piss me off, I don't care how long I've been there. So I'm sitting there, I'm a, first of all, I'm a well-spoken dude. So when I, and this is my stuff, when I'm in a black barber shop, I'm generally not very talkative because I feel like if I say something, then I just open up the floodgates for people to start making fun of how I speak. And I have never been one to pretend to speak differently than I just naturally do. This is how I talk. Um, so I would rather just be really quiet and respectful. We don't have to chit chat, blah, blah. But often after I have come to the same person repeatedly, we do get to know each other. So I'll talk to them some but I'm not like the center of attention in a barbershop. So I sat there for whatever amount of time and I watched people come in, move smooth past me and go up to barbers. Now, I'm not sure if I was aware at that time that people make appointments, but eventually I was just like, so everybody, like even if everybody was an appointment, that still would have pissed me off because nobody even says so much as like, hi, when I came in, just ignored me. Eventually I got fed up because I'm quick to piss off if I'm a customer. Like if I'm getting ready to give you money, my money for something, I expect to be treated with respect. So eventually I left. I left and I went to another barbershop, much smaller, wasn't as crowded. I came in and I sat down and I want to say I sat there for 
for like 20 minutes while people were getting helped around me. And then this one dude, and I wish I could remember his name, he was like, hey man, uh, have you been helped? Do you want a haircut? He invites me over. I had been so mad, mostly at the other barbershop, prior to him speaking to me, but it immediately flipped. Finally, somebody saw me and treated me like a customer who wants to give you my money. And I went to that dude until I left for like basic in college. I think I went to that dude for the next like two or three years. Only him, wouldn't let anybody else cut my hair. And in my mind, I was like, none of you spoke to me. He's the only one that spoke to me. So if he wasn't there, I would come back. Because I'm still mad. Mad at them because they, they couldn't even see me. But I tip well. And it doesn't take a long time. And I think that he got a very good deal out of that. And all he had to do was treat me like a person. But anytime I came in there, they were like, oh, come on, man, I can cut your hair. I was like, nah, man, because I remember faces too. And if you were there that day and you ignored me, I don't give a shit. If it's a decade later, it's still no. So that's all. That's one of my favorite memories. And I had something similar happen because eventually there was a barber shop that was at the base of my neighborhood when I was in my 20s. And I used to go to this one dude all the time. My hair used to grow in a bunch of different directions. Um, and he had something similar. We got along. But most importantly, he asked if he could help me the moment I walked in the door, the first time that I walked in. Now, I didn't have to wait for a long time for him. Like, as soon as I walked in, he's like, what's up, man? Uh, you need a haircut? I love it. Now, that seems small. But until you have walked in the shoes of being a black dude who speaks like me, you can't understand how much you appreciate the little things from my own people. I just want to be accepted. And I don't want to have to pretend to be something else. I was watching a clip of Nick Cannon and somebody else. I think it was Royce to 5'9", talking about how if you don't speak in slang or Ebonics and you're a black person, that you're basically not black? Is it just me or does it seem weird to anybody else? And I'm talking to black people at this point. We are the only race that is constantly trying to throw people out of our line. First of all, Nobody wants to be in our line. They think they do because they don't have a choice. Like you can't go somewhere and say, hey, make me black. They don't. They don't want to be us. Other minorities, for some reason, don't want to be us either and look down on us. We say that we love each other all the time, that we love our blackness. Yet we're constantly trying to get other black people the fuck out of line. Give me your black card. Why? You don't talk like I do. So? Give it to me. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I wish that there were other... I wish that every time some white 
Dylan, whatever that guy's name was, who was a terrorist, every time that somebody acted like him, I wish white people would just start asking for their card. Ah, uh, you can be Palestinian now, but you, you aren't us. We're the only ones. It's like we're selective about something that nobody wants. Like if you had York peppermint patties, like a lifetime supply of York peppermint patties, and then every time that people ask for some, you got really like snooty about it, and nobody likes York peppermint patties. I was asking you for one because you, you clearly have a lot. I thought we'd bond over it, but then you turned into an asshole. So you hang on to your Yorks. Ah, that would have been a good barbershop conversation, right? Hey man, let me ask you something. You ever uh, been in a three-way? Uh, that seems like an odd thing to ask while we're in the middle of lunch, but uh, no, no. Uh, have you? Yeah. Two women or two dudes? Well, uh, it was two dudes. I see. So, the devil's three-way. You know, it's really weird that you said that. Because, like, okay, so... Here I am, getting ready to get it on with this woman. And I look up, and there is Satan. And he's taking his clothes off. And he's telling me, take your clothes off too. And so we're just going to town on this woman. The dude has stamina like you've never seen before. And he's just motivating me. And he's like, we don't come until she comes. And then she starts coming. And he came, but he came on me. And then I came, and then he came again. It was like code red soda, dude. It was horrible. You know, I have a very big love for music. Now, in my mind, everybody loves music. So that seems like a weird thing to say. However, there are people who don't, and there are people who don't love every single thing about music like the moment I hear a song that I like I have to start searching for it fortunately my pixel phone recognizes music playing so I generally just look down to my phone and immediately go to Spotify to hear whatever that song was and put it in a playlist for later um, I recognize a lot of different artists from different genres. I know the words to pretty much any song that I would tell you that I like. Um, and I think it all goes back to, what? Childhood, that's right. Um, because I actually wasn't allowed to listen to music with parental advisory uh, warnings until I was 16. And that all stemmed from a day um, God, my mom took me to the mall. I was in like the second grade. No, no, I'm sorry. I had to have been in the third or fourth grade. And Snoop Dogg's album had just come out. And I really, really loved Snoop Dogg. Everybody did. When he first came out, like, we're over the moon about him. Who is this? He was the reason that people really loved The Chronic, and you know what, fight me on that one. That's the hill I'm willing to die on, because Dr. Dre has never been something people really want to hear.
I'm sorry. I'm sorry again. He has a beautiful ear for talent, and he's a wonderful producer. Probably a wonderful person, too. Um, as far as being an entertainer, a rapper goes, no thank you. But I would rather hear him than Diddy. I'm getting off topic. So, she took me to, I want to say it was a Sam Goody, which definitely shows my age, but we're also talking about the album Doggy Style, which really shows my age. So, I go in, I get the album, I'm so happy, it's a win. We get home, and the first thing that I did was I took this cassette, that's right, because cassettes were the thing back then, and I put it, I had this karaoke machine in my room, a gift from someone who should have known better, honestly. Like, now that I have a child, if somebody gave him a karaoke machine, I would be pretty mad. Like, why are you trying to give him something that's gonna make me miserable? So I took this thing and I put it in there and I cranked that album. I wanna say I got a good play and a half out of it, maybe. I might not have made it through the whole first thing um, because it was just my mother and I at this point. Eventually, she hears, I, don't, I wish I could remember the song, um, but she heard the word bitch one too many times. And she was like, excuse me, do you know what a bitch is? I'm looking at like the, uh, the track listing for the album. It's only 13 songs. And I want to say, just looking at them, I wouldn't be surprised if it was track number nine for all my niggas and bitches. So my mom asked me, and I'm like eight or nine, do I know what a bitch is? Now, I would like to think that I've always been somewhat of a, a quick, on my feet person, and I, I've always listened to lyrics. I've always loved lyrics. So I have heard him use the word bitch repeatedly, and based on the way that I have heard him use it, I was ready to take a guess. And I was like, okay, Sounds like he's talking about women. Uh, I'm gonna go with women. And my mother was furious at that response, which I did not understand. So she stops the, uh, the cassette, takes it out of the karaoke machine, and then takes it to the kitchen. And then she asked me to come join her at the table where she pulls out I remember this gigantic red dictionary. And she pulls out the dictionary and reads me the definition of the word bitch, which for those of you who don't know, is a female dog, wolf, fox, or otter. That's the noun definition. Um, the other definition would just be a verb, like to express displeasure, but she read me that definition, and then she told me that I would not be keeping that album, and she would be holding on to it. So the next day, she took me back to the Sam Goody, and I got to give it to them um, because they gave her a refund, despite the fact that she bought an album that had a parental advisory sticker on it. Um, she said that she wasn't aware 
And she was like, will you please let us exchange this for something that doesn't have those lyrics? So now I have to find something, because she was like, you may not own or listen to music that has that sticker on it going forward. And I've always loved curse words. Like I was a little kid who didn't like the Cosby show because they didn't curse. And I've just always thought dirtier or blue humor was funny. So now I'm like walking around the Sam Goody trying to figure out what I would like that doesn't have a parental advisory sticker. Now for those of us that know, generally if you're talking about something that doesn't have that sticker, you're talking about like R&B or gospel, which I'm sure she would have loved if I had picked something innocent and pure. And that's not what I like. So I'm walking around the store for a long time and there was a song called Award Tour by a tribe called Quest that was really popular. I loved the song and I noticed that Tribe Called Quest albums didn't have a parental advisory sticker. And I was like, hmm, that'll work. Found some decent rap. And let me say this, I don't want to get away from that album. Still a classic. I still go back and listen to several of the early Tribe albums. Um, it was just, it was a classic. And I'm really glad that I did pick it. And I was able to get by on Tribe Called Quest albums. Plus I had some friends who would like burn me a CD or let me burn their cassette, like the Notorious B.I.G. When he was out, when Tupac was at his height, I wasn't allowed to listen to their music. So I definitely couldn't ask my mom to go get me one of their albums. I didn't really like Tupac like that. That's a whole nother conversation. But with Biggie, I would go behind her back and find some way to copy a friend's album because I was like, I'm not going to be the only kid who doesn't know what his music sounds like. And then magically, at the age of 16, my mom finally caves and was like, okay, I suppose that you're old enough to listen to the music that you like now. And the first album that I bought was DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And I listened to nothing but that album. Literally nothing, just that album until his second album, which came out later in the year, but it was a good like eight, nine months of nothing but it's dark and hell is hot until flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood came out. And then it was the both of them. What was weird was that I had purchased volume two from Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life. I purchased that way back when I got the DMX album. I just had no interest in listening to it. People kept trying to tell me Jay-Z is good and this and that. I had several CDs because I had a little book and people were like, how come you're not listening to this? How come you're not listening to that? Because everyone was aware I was only listening to DMX and they were like, you've got some really good albums here. You should give them a shot. And I was like, when I'm done with this DMX, I will give them a chance. And it just took me like over a year to finally listen. I remember when I finally listened to Jay-Z's album, two songs in, and I was like, you know what? They were right, this is great. But I had taken like a year and a half to give it a chance. But my love of music and all, I think comes from that. 
And my mom knows what kind of a sick person I am. Like, okay, I've never liked cleaning. But my mother is a neat freak. So she and I used to get into it damn near every week. And whenever I cleaned, she would come behind me. Something wasn't right every week. I hated it. When Eminem's album, first album, the Slim Shady LP, when that came out, I had borrowed it from a friend in the neighborhood. I don't know why he let me borrow it, because I had it for like two weeks, and that album was great. I guess he had played it out. Maybe he made a copy of it, and he was fine with lending it to me. But I had it for a while. So my mom finally hears it, because I'm playing it. At this point, I live in the basement, and I would play it loud-ishly, um, because she never really came down in the basement unless she was going to do laundry or something. And um, I remember when she first heard it, and she heard something angry. I mean, my mom doesn't like anything that Eminem has ever had to talk about. But it's funny, because in her older age, she's a really big fan of Rihanna. So I'm pretty positive that she's a fan of that. Well, I think they've got two songs together. But at least Love the Way You Lie. Anyway, she didn't like it. But she struck a deal with me. She was like, I'll tell you what. Because she knew that I didn't own that CD. How? I don't know. Um, she was like, if you clean perfectly this weekend, and I don't have to come behind you, I don't find anything wrong, then I will take you out, and we will go buy that album. And I was like, done. I wanted to say that she really knew how to motivate me, but these moments were few and far between. For the most part, we just butted heads all the time. But every now and again, she could pull out a pretty impressive move like that and get what she wanted out of me, and at the same time, leave me very happy. And they say that a good deal is when both parties are satisfied. Boom. But that's just an example of how much I love music. I could talk about it all day long, which reminds me, I've been meaning to reach out to a huge Kanye West fan. We could debate that for days. I'm not even gonna go into slamming Kanye, but I don't really have a lot of positive things to say. This other gentleman, I believe, does. We'll see if that ends up coming to fruition.